Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we're starting a new book of the Bible, the Gospel of John. And uh, we're not going to be able to get through this chapter because the beginning of it is so important. But you'll be able to read the rest on your own. And we're going to get through the big part. So this is written by John. John is the same guy who wrote the book of Revelation. He also wrote 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. He was one of the apostles, one of the twelve. He was one of that little inner circle of three, of James, John, and Peter. Now, people say that was Jesus' intimate group. I say that it was the remedial group. <laughs> uh, I was one of those. I remember in class where my teacher called me up and told me that she wanted me to sit right next to her. And I would sit there and look at the class. And I thought I was really something. And I didn't realize she was keeping her eye on me. And so James, Peter, and John do seem to be the troublemakers. And so it could be that Jesus just brings them into the inner circle to, to keep his eye on them. <laughs> In any event, this is John. And John's gospel is different than the other ones. The other ones, we call them the synoptic gospels in that they uh, recount a lot of the same information, the same stories, the same accounts. There's some different color that some of them add, and some of them add certain accounts and, and don't do others. But John is quite a bit different than the other Gospels. So it should be fun going through John's Gospel. So let's start. Uh, the other ones, Matthew starts with, with a genealogy, shows that Jesus could have been the rightful heir to the throne of Israel. Luke also includes a genealogy, talks about Jesus, really the perfect uh, person, uh, shows that he's the perfect person. John is going to show that he really is the one that has come from heaven, the one from everlasting to everlasting, the one who always has been, has no beginning, has no end, always has been God. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, so uh, who's the Word? Well, verse 2 is going to tell you who the Word is. The Word is He. He was with God in the beginning. And so we'll have to try to discover who, in fact, this He is. Who is it that, that John is talking about? He. Well, the clue is he's talking about Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Now, this is what the scripture teaches, is that Jesus is the creator of all things. Through him all things were made. Things on heaven, things in heaven, things on earth. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So everything that you see, again, in heaven, in the heavens, on earth, the galaxies, all made by and through Jesus in the beginning. Now, in the beginning doesn't mean that Jesus had a start, that somehow he came into existence. The scripture doesn't teach that at all. The scripture teaches that that God is three, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And you say, well, how can that be that the three are one? Well, it's uh, in the creation. It's really the code of creation. Uh, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, so what do you have there in the beginning? You have time, uh, space, and matter. You have it all there. And we know from physics that you can't have one without the other. So you have that three. And each one of those is a trinity. Uh, time is past, present, and future. Um, uh, s s space um, 
time space is depth, height, width, the time space and matter, matter, uh, you know, solid, liquid, gas, you know, e each one of them is, is a three, is a, a trinity. And then we know that everything that we see that is made, all of that that we can see physically is made out of atoms, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And some people say, well, you know, there's probably something smaller than that. Well, if there's something smaller than that, I can guarantee you it'll come in a three. So the three are one, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, all God. One God manifested in three persons. Uh, people argue about that word manifested, but anyway, it's God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. So uh, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that's made. In him was the life, and that light was the light of all humanity, all mankind. He is the light of the world. Well, when you're in darkness, you don't know where you're going. He comes and he gives us light, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So inside of your closet right now, uh, darkness is residing. It's living there. And if you open the door, the darkness isn't going to pour out. The light is going to, to, to pour in. Light always overcomes darkness. And so Jesus comes into a dark world and brings life. He did it then in the incarnation. That's what we call when he came into the world. The incarnation from carne uh, in flesh. So there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is speaking of John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light that through him all might believe. He himself is not the light. He only came to be a witness of the light. I say John is like a traffic cop. He is just pointing people to Jesus. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So Jesus didn't just come for a select group of people um, throughout history, at least in uh, you know the last... Uh, maybe 1,500 years or something like that. Uh, people have thought that Christianity was a European thing and it, it came from Europe. Listen, it, it came from the Middle East. The, the origins of Christianity are in the Middle East. And, and it, when, it's, when it began to spread, it began to spread into Africa um, first. It began to spread south. And an awful lot of the early church leaders, early church fathers in the early centuries were from Africa. And so it has spread to Europe and it has spread around the world. But Jesus came for everyone, came for all people. Now he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He's the creator, the maker of heaven and earth. He comes to visit us in the person of humanity, in the person of Jesus, and the world didn't recognize him. In fact, we got rid of him an awful lot of what happens in the Gospels, the parables that Jesus tells, tells of the one who came, the creator who came, and was rejected by the very ones that he made. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Now, this is talking about the Jewish people. Um, Jewish people didn't exist from the beginning of time. They were uh, made into a people in Genesis 12 when God calls out a man named Abraham and makes promises to him. He tells him that he's going to, to give him land. He's going to give him uh, the, the, the promise that all of the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through him. And so that was the beginning of what we call the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. Well, he came to the Hebrew people. All of the Old Testament points to Jesus coming. And when he came, they didn't recognize him. Yet to all who did receive him, whether Jew or Gentile, Gentile means that which is not a Jew, all who did receive him, 
who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So how do you become a child of God? It's not by your good works. It's not by attaining something. It's by simply putting your faith in Jesus Christ and believing that he's the one who came to save us. And you become a child of God. Children born not of natural descent, in other, other words, not from our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents and going all the way back, nor of human decision. Somebody didn't say, you know, let's make a baby. Or a husband's will. Uh, hey, honey, we should have children. But born of God. So you're born once in the flesh, you're born once like this, but you're born again a second time when you're born of the Spirit and God comes into your life. Well, here's where the rubber hits the road in this chapter. The Word, which we've already determined is Jesus, who's from everlasting to everlasting. It means that he has no beginning, he has no end. He lives outside of time. When, when we looked at that passage about Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, uh, he was making... Uh, the material universe, and, and time was created. But he stands outside of time. From everlasting to everlasting. It's hard to understand, isn't it? But it's a reality. The Word, being Jesus, God, became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us. This is what the Christmas account is about. Jesus coming into the world, God coming into the world. And he made his dwelling among us. You know, the word there is tent. He tented among us for little whiles. Uh, a lot of people in the ancient world uh, worked in tents and lived in tents. They understood the concept of tents. We've seen his glory, the glory of the only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He came and lived with us for a little while, 33 years. Came to do what? Came to die on the cross, came to show us the way, came to resurrect from the dead so that we could have eternal life forever and ever. Well, John, the guy we talked about earlier, he testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, There is one that I spoke about. He who comes has surpassed me, and he was before me. So he's greater than me, but he also came before me. And out of his fullness we have received grace, in place of grace, the grace already given, the grace of God. Uh, some people say that's an acronym, God's riches at Christ's expense. We get all of God's riches, all of the inheritance because of Jesus dying on the cross for us and taking our place. No one has ever seen God, but the only Son who, him, who, him, who is himself God and is in close relationship with the Father has made himself known. So we call that revelation, God revealing himself to us, not the book of Revelation, but God revealing himself to us. And that's what's going to happen in the Gospel of John. Jesus is going to reveal to us who the Father is, what God is like. In fact, it's even going to be said that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus speaking of himself, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So as we go through this gospel, we're going to see what God is like as we see the life of Jesus Christ. The one who's from everlasting to everlasting, broke into history, comes and divides history, right in the middle, comes and dwells among us, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. It's going to be a blast going through the Gospel of John. Hey, bless you guys. You are loved by God. So God, lead us, open up our eyes that we might see wonderful things in your word and we might understand what it is that it's saying here to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, bless you.